But I hate when I feel like this And I never hated you Neurotica is a weekly podcast going to the deepest, darkest parts of the mind and bringing them to light. Topics range on mental illness, behavior, and perception and more. Please be warned, many episodes contain trigger warnings. If you ever have thoughts of suicide, please call the suicide hotline at 1-800-273-8255. Hey everybody, welcome to Erotica. My name's Cody Ryan, back here for the first episode of the new year. I'm here with my co-host, as always, Bobby McGillahan. How's it going, Bobby, aka Boobie's House? It's going well. Feels good to be uh, back in the metaphorical saddle. Yeah, I um, was very nervous right before we recorded. I said to Bobby, uh, will I be able to say words? And um, it's so far going um, very painfully. Yeah, I would say it's going probably medium. Yeah, I don't want to be here. Uh, My jaw is um, clenching. People don't know this about me, but if we're not recording podcasts, I don't talk the entire time. I'm not a very talkative person actually at all. The the Who album, Tommy, about the deaf, dumb, blind kid who's good at pinball is actually about Cody. Yeah, which is they funny. had to change the name for uh, libel purposes. You're, it's funny you say that because I was actually at Dirty Franks last night. They replaced the Simpsons pinball machine, but with a Shrek one. What? Which is just weird. But to the match, you know, how they have like a match score where, like, if you get that score, you get a free game. Yeah. The match score was um seven point nine million, and my score came out to seven point eight nine two and some change. Ah, that's inferior. I know. I was like eight thousand, and like, do people said, like Shrek like that? I feel like Shrek doesn't have like the staying power to. Oh my Makes God. sense. It, as... it wasn't like a Shrek one. It was like a Shrek trilogy. Like it had Puss in Boots and the babies in it. I know, but I just don't feel like sh- the Shrek uh, oeuvre has that kind of staying power to still make sense in Dirty Franks in like 20 years, the way that a Simpsons one does. Here, here's my theory. The Simpsons one broke. Shrek one was cheap. <laughs> that, you know, yeah. <laughs> I'm on board with that. <laughs> You're overthinking this. Anywho, uh, we are back for the new year. Um this is definitely going to be a big year for us. Um, we're a lot more focused. Uh, we're going to go through a lot of things that have changed for us personally. Uh, but we there's a big elephant in the room that we can't ignore. Um, big, fat, orange one. Um, but before we get to that, just, you know, let's just do a little housekeeping here. We're in 2020. Neurotica. What has changed for Bobby? Um, not that much. What about you, Cody? I quit Twitter. Um, <laughs> I'm kidding, but we'll we'll obviously be uh, discussing that a little bit. I know. Um, So the big thing that's changed is that I got a new job. Congratulations on that. I quit working for J.P. Morgan Chase. Jesus Christ. (laughs) Dude, I don't know why you would do that. (laughs) I'm not bleeping that. You know I won't. I don't give a shit. I stopped working for J.P. Morgan Chase, which is where uh, I was working before, down in Delaware. Uh, and I'm now working in Center City. So instead of driving an hour uh, every morning and every night to and from Newark, I'm going to be walking about 25 minutes. And I just want to say to J.P. Morgan Chase, I have no opinions on you. And if there's a man named Phil who is still VP in Delaware, just in case things go wrong for me, 
hey man, still got your number, big fan. If your kids ever want to go to Sixers game, I have season tickets now, so let me know. Um, anyway, just covering my bases here. Um, I quit Twitter. 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 I, I, I tittered. Hardly an hour. Twitter is, what, Twitter for porn stars? Yep. I, and I quit that too. And I quit Twitter. And I That quit. sounds like it would be harder to quit than And you. I quit Snapchat and... Um, People got mad at me at a lot of things, and there was a lot of drama. Um, I was planning to quit Twitter at the beginning of December. Yes. Yeah, so... uh, people thought I was going crazy. Uh, I was doing that on purpose. Yes, I was concerned. <laughs> yeah, I had to text you one day, and I had to text you, Bobby. Uh, you better actually try to find that text message. Um, so Bobby, like, legitimately was in our group chat, like, Cody, stop doing this. And um, I had a plan to uh, quit Twitter, but... The only plan I had was I wasn't going to attack any of my friends directly. I was just going to fuck with WIP people. But I was going so hard, it did look like I just lost my mind. And then there was other drama that followed that I'm not going to get into that was my life dramas that I'm not going to talk about because it's not fair to the people. I It was just for coincidences. I only had the plan to be insane to WIP people. And I had to tell my friend Bobby that I was not going to be on Twitter at the end of the month. So I was slowly um, employing my plan to guerrilla invade WIP and on Christmas Day announced myself as like chief chairman, program director, whatever dumb shit idea I had. And I gave myself a fake name with the middle name being Gregory, which is a uh, reference to succession for because nobody ever suspects cousin Gregory. Um, and Take the last name was Randall because... Uh, I wanted a piece of shit last name, and that's technically my brother's first name. So there you go. So the text was, "Bobby, I'm deleting my Twitter twelve thirty one. I'm just being a dick to WIP and saying goodbye. I know you always want what's best for me, huh? I just am doing a little 2019 purge for a 2020 rebirth. Let's go, baby, Phoenix. Uh, Neurotic and Twitch are my homes now, but I still love Twitter and how it brought us all together. So I just wanted to let you know, I'm not losing my mind. I'm just tweeting like I don't give a fuck because I don't." Yeah, and a lot of people... That was very good to hear. Yeah, a lot of people thought I literally had snapped, and maybe probably some, like, uh, turning up the reverb of that probably did, like, poison me a little bit, just because I was just tweeting out, like, you're a dickhole, like, I don't give a shit anymore, like, because if I even got banned or suspended, I didn't care, but I, I went out on, like, pretty much my own terms, and everything that I did, I, I, I did pretty, like purposefully which is dramatic and stupid but that's just who i am um but that's what twitter is is just stupid drama so i figured if i'm gonna leave it i'm gonna leave it the way that i was existing in it um didn't i just really didn't like my voice on it anymore i just really wanted 2020 the whole decade to be one of positivity for me unfortunately that didn't um translate over right away just because of um just certain things that were my own mental health and um, just the rockiness of my mental health that I didn't get an opportunity to just kick off 2020 as excited or, you know, maybe put too lofty of goals on myself. Regardless of what that is, I am fine. Um, just I, I just took a step away from Twitter and also Snapchat, which other people probably care more about than I do. Um, but I just took a step away from those things because I'm really, I'm excited about Neurotica and also my Twitch. So doing plugs a little right here. Um, <laughs> But no, I, I really just want to focus on those things and then using my voice to go out to more like, you know, a rally or something that, you know, goes for what I'm going for. And I know certain people are kind of torn on protests. I know what we talked about on the show, but 
I figure if I'm going to yell into a void, I'd rather yell into a void that's the sky than a person on Twitter that could actually get hurt from it. So, yeah, you know, Cody, you're like one of the very few people that says I'm leaving Twitter and then just actually will like not be on Twitter like two hours later. I I just don't need it right now. Um, I I tweeted that I'll come back if the Sixers, and I don't know if I'll stick to my own plan. I don't know if I'll come back if the Sixers win or if they just have a big win and I have to talk about it. But I don't feel a need for it. There's people I miss, that's for sure, and I I hope those people find ways to get in contact with me if they if they really do. Um, when I interact with me and there's some people that I actually do want to, you know, use my other channels to get in touch with. And that's why I didn't even feel like I was really losing anybody. Cause I knew that the people that I really truly cared about, I could really um, easily get in contact with them or made sure that I, um, that's so stupid. We're watching the um, Packers game. We're also going to point out during the Packers game, every single time Mike Bloomberg has a commercial because we hate his plan. Um, but I have anyway, no idea what that was about. He wanted to be a, a Pro Bowl or something, or, or an all-free. It's not even in Hawaii anymore. You're not explaining to anybody what's going on, so they're just contactless. Uh, sorry. Uh, you getting mad. Number 55 on the Packers, Smith, just sacked Russell Wilson and then pulled the bottom of his undershirt out and it said snubbed on it. Yeah, so we don't know what he got snubbed for. It's probably because he lost a bunch of money for Maybe it, it was though. all pro. Yeah, I mean, but he loses money for that. Yeah. I so, I mean, stupid. it is fucking stupid. People like being dramatic, but I was just literally talking about how I just got off Twitter being dramatic. Uh, so, who am I to say? I just, I didn't like the voice I had, and I just thought, you know, I, I can move forward with more positivity, and I think I got into a really negativity loop because I didn't immediately start doing those things as soon as 2020 hit, just because of, you know, either... You know, it's just, you don't just go do it or, you know, I was in kind of a bad mood or something and I need to just, you know, give myself a little bit of a rest and a break. Um, But at the end of the day, um, 2020 for me so far, it's been probably the worst year of this decade. Damn. Yeah. Big if true. I uh, honestly, Bobby, I I know you got this new job, but for me, it's been the best year of the decade. No competition, Bobby. I don't. I don't even know how you could see me struggle like this and say something like that straight to my face. But anyway, um, no. But it's it just. It's gonna take some time for me. It's. It was. It's gonna be an identity crisis because I'm such a dumbass. You robbed my identity in Twitter and other shit. And I can tell you right now, leaving now. I. I said a lot of things that. Um. I said with such like veracity, I didn't like, but I I don't think I really have any tweets out there that I'm afraid of, just because I still feel like I spoke with my truth or I spoke in a, a dripping sarcasm that still represented what I truly felt. And if somebody finds something that they want to cancel me on, I'm not even deactivated to hide from it. I'm actually willing to have a conversation on it. So honestly, if you find something that you know you think is cancelable, direct us. I mean. I'll still sort of be on Neurotic of the Pod Twitter. Um, Bobby will mostly be using it. 
Yes. Um, I tweeted out something from it the other night. I don't even think that he noticed. I was just fucking with him. No, I did. What, what did I tweet even? I don't remember. I, I, so I literally only noticed because people were liking it. And I was Why would anybody it. like that tweet? It was so bad. <laughs> what, what did I tweet from our account? Uh, let's clearly, out. clearly, uh, here we're just being as strict as possible. As we when can. it's Saturday night, but all you can think about is that new neurotic episode on Monday, and it yeah. looks like it's it's uh, Freddie Mercury, uh, yeah, but in a very like old form where he doesn't have a mustache, and it's just like dramatically zooming in on him sad. Sure. So, if Absolutely. you're listening to this right now, on the Monday, and we're thinking on Saturday night, damn, I wish I was listening to Neurotica, you are sad Freddie Mercury in the dark. If you weren't, you are not Freddie Mercury. Yeah, who among us is? Well, apparently anybody who wasn't thinking on Saturday night, I'm really th- looking forward to that new Neurotica, and I'm sad. I completely zoned out for a second there. I'll take your word for it. Great. Anyway, uh, Bobby forgot he did a podcast. Um, <laughs> anywho... But, uh, Bobby, how has your year been so far other than, obviously, just, you know, you you left a job, but you left the job also, um, as I know, not on two-week notice, so. Yeah. You, you went out um, with Grace and obviously gave him your best work, um, so that's commendable of you, um, that you were so great of that company that you were so um, praising earlier. Um, I didn't say anything about them. I just said that I used to work there. Yeah, I think <laughs> that you... I had to drive along. Okay. I'm just saying, wouldn't even. I don't know, but yeah. Um, I mean, the the big news that we are going to talk about, um, which is a little bit old news, but it's still worth talking about, is the um, the way that the U.S. assassinated uh, Soleimani. Yeah, Soleimani. Uh, so, so he's I... basically like, there's not really that much of a comparison to him in America. I, I, don't say, even, I didn't even know who he was. I'm gonna be honest. He's like really if George Washington it. was a Kardashian. Great. That sounds terrible. I don't know if that's actually accurate, but he's it's as if Kim Kardashian he, was George Washington. He is like a national figure and point of pride, like for Iranian people, like regardless of their politics, kind of. So, so that's why it was such a big deal, and I mean, the immediate reaction from everyone was, "Oh shit, this is." gonna get us involved in another forever war in the middle east uh of which we have several going already and there's also talk of world war three um which is in part why you wanted to talk about it right yeah so when we talked about personal things some of the personal stuff that was going on was i was under an intense paranoia that we were all gonna die here's the thing we are all gonna die i want to die eventually but i did not want any kind of nuclear World War Three, everybody dies. And when I found out the news that Soleimani had been assassinated, I was pretty certain we're all going to die. Um, I I thought a nuke was just going to be dropped on the White House and it was going to take out Philly as well. I was more worried that I was just going to get hit with some like nuclear effects that instead of turning me into a superhero, turned me into a super me who is just somebody I already don't like. Um, and with and, the poison kidneys or something. I already had poison kidneys. What the fuck are you talking about? That would probably just solve all my problems because I probably need chemo. Anyway, um, I don't. Uh, okay. I I I think radiation's got its benefits. The goggles do nothing. Um, but I'm just saying, you know, I nothing good could come of it. Obviously. Yeah. And we did a thing, and it was already from the man I hated, so I was paranoid. But it kind of blew over a little bit. Yeah, I mean... It, it kind of just 
didn't really register. In the same, well, in the first of all, I was all, able to ignore first, it more than I yeah. thought I was going to. First of all, like the breathless reactions, like that, even me and you and everyone um, had to it. Like, it's kind of funny because it's was basically all based on secondhand information. Like, I'd never once thought about Soleimani. Yeah, I just until I saw that and saw like people who actually know what they're talking about talking about what the ramifications would be. And, oh, like, and there was no who, doubt in my mind and, whoever was killed was a bad guy. Yeah. I just didn't know who he was. Just no no I don't even know that he is a bad guy. I think he's just like a military leader for the other country. That's exactly the thing too though. That's just me being a dumbass just being like that's still the one nationalistic dumb thing I still have. It's just I'm like well, we assassinated him. We must have thought something was wrong with him. That's not even a good stance to have. That's that's the little research I'm willing to do. Is I don't trust the government on anything other than yeah. if they drop a missile on one dude, I'm like, they must have really not liked that dude. So Yeah, like I'm not even willing to go so far as to say that he was a bad guy. You like, know what? I'll retract it then. <laughs> I don't have enough information. So money. Indifferent. Yeah. That's my opinion on it. So so it was somebody fu- else it was can funny educate to... me. I don't I don't want to even say that I, if he is a bad guy, I'm not saying I even condone what he does. I just don't know anything about him. Yeah. So it, it was funny that all these reactions came based on like people that had never, like everyone who never had thought about him or like maybe even heard of him before, like all of a sudden had super strong reactions about him. Yeah. Like me. Which, as a, I mean, that's just what happens. Me I, as a person who makes, hates making assumptions. I made assumptions. It's like, it's just, that's what we all did. It was just like, it's like, oh, why would our government just attack a, a nobody unless they were like somebody we were scared of? And like, and somebody said, you know, in fact, he was planning attack within days. And it's like, how do facts work? Yeah, I don't really understand I, what you're saying to me now. I'm, I mean, I was only like 12 years old in 2003, but I, I definitely remember that there were for sure WMDs in Iraq, and so it turns out that there weren't. And everyone knew that, and it was just like a lie to sell the American people on the war. I mean, I was talking to somebody about, like, 9-11 and being 8, and I was like, maybe I was able to make jokes about it because I literally did not understand the concept, but also because we just moved, and at the time, like, we moved literally September 1st, and at that time, if you moved and you were waiting for Comcast to come within four to six years... Um, you actually would go out and buy one of those shitty ass satellites that would give you like three to four channels that are just your local channels, and they would literally only play nine eleven coverage. So literally, my experience with nine eleven was getting pissed off that I couldn't watch The Simpsons at six. Mm-hmm. I was just a, that's how dumb as a kid I was, and then later in life realizing this was a horrible tragedy. And I know I make jokes about it. I know that might be the thing that gets me canceled in, like, 30 years. And, like, that's problematic. No one's going to give a shit about that. Yeah, I don't really care either way. I mean, like, it's just, like, it's one of those things for me, though. It's just, like, when we did that strike, though, I was like, man, I really hope I never hear about this again. Yeah, but we heard about it a lot. And, like, it seems like this actually might be another one of those things where Donald Trump just like stumbles ass backwards like a fucking idiot into something that actually works out. Yeah, because he was like he was Cause... trying to do the thing that I made reference to was the movie Canadian Bacon, which is a Michael Moore movie about Alan Alda is president. They make the it's I think it's Rip Torn, El Rippo to Rippo. Um, he um, was like the general, and he said. 
no president has ever lost in wartime in re-election. And Alan Alda's like, well, I'm supposed to be like a peacekeeper. He's like, but we have no one to fight. And he goes, well, what about Russia? And it's like, well, no, like we have good, you know, them. And it's like, what about that? And it's like, what about Canada? And they just pick a fight with Canada and like John Candy's in it. And it's a pretty good movie. And it's before Michael Moore went like into training documentaries. It's like scripted. And it's actually a really good movie. But there was even a clip of Donald Trump saying like, I think Obama's going to strike and that's how he's going to get reelected. He's going to start a war. So we With all, Iran. We all thought, okay, that's what he's doing. He's starting a war. So we have a war. People are making jokes about the draft. People are divided on that. I was in my office and one of my coworkers is like, yeah, my son has a draft card. They just automatically like mailed him. He doesn't even have a driver's license. And I'm like, what's even the draft age? Does that even exist anymore? And somebody's like, yeah, it's like 18 to 25 automatically in the draft. And then I high five someone and said, I'm 26. Right. But I mean, there's not going to be a draft no, because people would get mad about it and pay attention. And there's no, these, the stuff in the <laughs> middle East thrives on people not paying attention and just like ignoring it. Like yeah. that's if there was a if there was a draft in two thousand three, the war would have been over. But we did make a joke though, so to bring it back to mental health, where I was like, I'm fine. I have PTSD. There's no way they'd draft me. And then Bobby was just like, Don't you think they would just say like, can't make it worse? Yeah, <laughs> like fucking sick. No one can blame <laughs> us for this one. Yeah, like <laughs> yeah, he definitely has PTSD. <laughs> We didn't give it to him. Uh, like, that's how PTSD works. Um, but then I was, like, actually really thinking about it. Like, obviously, you know, that would be big on me. And, like, I I have people in my life who, you know, had military connections. And as much as I say, you know, like, I don't like troops and stuff, it's still scary. You know, somebody you know might just say, I have to do this for my country. And it's a war I don't agree with in general. And... And more I, important, well, maybe not more importantly, but it would mean that a lot of civilians in, in the Middle East get killed. Yeah, and what I'm just saying, though, is we were kids when we watched the Iraq War, but we grew up with it. And it just, it never felt right when I was a kid, and it just started feeling grosser and grosser as I grew up and started to understand it more. Now I have all the understanding, and it was like, we just traded a Q for an N, but it's all the same things again. Like well, I was in shock because the Afghanistan papers report had just come out in the Washington Post like a week earlier. And I I mean, I had saved it to pocket and I I think I read it like that day or the day before. Yeah. And I was like, we're really going to like go into another war in the Middle East forever. And we just fucking saw that the entire time... They knew they had no justification, and they knew that the war was going badly, and they just lied to us. Yeah, and no like, wonder, like, this is going to be very dramatic for me to say, but no wonder terrorist organizations grew, and the the thing that people are afraid of now is if we take the troops out, they will thrive. And that may be true, I'm not a military strategist, but like, you cannot impose your will onto a country and then expect the people to be like, hey, we have cops, but somebody else's military seems to think there are cops. So that's not, like, cool. Like, somebody's gonna get mad after a while. So to say that terrorist organizations were, like, already there, there probably were, we didn't make them any happier. Right. Oh, well, that was <laughs> when uh, Trump said in, like, 2015 that Barack Obama, like, founded ISIS. Like, 
he he was saying that because he's a fucking moron. The way that people defended it was like, oh, you have to take him seriously, not literally. And the way that what they said was moving troops out created a power vacuum that was filled by the Islamic State. And it's like, that that's not what he meant. He probably just meant that Barack Obama is like a Muslim <laughs> yeah. Kenyan that founded, <laughs> yeah. literally founded ISIS and... Like, there's a charter somewhere. He's on that, the letterhead that, of ISIS. Yeah, like, he, he signed the charter, like, in, in 2011 or something like that. But, I mean, there are, again, it, it was like he's stumbled ass backwards into, like, being partially correct. <laughs> I said let, actually, the, the American Mail Service figured this out because they were getting letters addressed to ISIS, but it said attention, Barack Obama. That was why. That's what tipped them off. That was why Obama always <laughs> insisted on calling it ISIL. Yeah, yeah, he yeah. He was like, yeah. no, I named this shit. You're yeah, going yeah. to call it what I named it. It's a good name. Yeah. And everyone's and I, like, no, I like ISIS better. It yeah, sounds ISIL's better off the no tongue. Pop. It's, it's like, like icicle. No. I've already, I already say that for song. ISIS. We are fighting ISIL yeah. in Iraq. What is ISIS? It's like a some kind of swan in London. Nobody gives a I think shit. it's an Egyptian god. Yeah, probably something really dope that we just, you know, have now been using for war. Anyway, any who, what I really want to take people, though, is Stands through. for Islamic State, Islamic State. I really don't want to offend anybody because I really don't want to do it for pages, though. I really don't want to act like I have any of the information, but what was really just funny to me was first, the Islamic State came out and said, obviously, you know, we're going to get revenge, which, fair. It wasn't the like, Islamic State. Or, or it was like, Soleimani sorry, it's Islamic State TV of Iran or something. Like, there's something. It was Iranian State TV. Okay, Because Soleimani had been fighting. The Islamic State. He liked it. Oh, okay. He Sorry. went a long way to, like, actually... So, again, just showing how incompetent and how little I know and just proving that I do not want to have opinions about this and I will <laughs> leave it to other people, but I can clearly see when I'm being bullshitted by my own administration and this is what I want to explain to you. Um, that I didn't know anything that was going on. I literally was just scared. I, I had other things that I was dealing with. I had a lot of other things. I was really busy just at work. Like, it just job things. Like, right. I did we're, not have time for my friends, let alone... Yeah, we're we're getting away from Bobby Talks About Politics and getting back to, like, the actual subject of the <laughs> <Yeah>. podcast, <laughs> which is mental health. But the point is, though, what happens that really catches my attention, and that is the missile sent that hit the bases within Iraq. And that is the moment. That's that's where we all pause and say, "Is this it? Is this is this World War Three? Like, I don't think there's a single person who didn't stop and think, though. Like, literally, missiles flying through the air. Like, I'm watching CNN, which is I don't give a shit about CNN. I know people are gonna say fake news, but literally, I know I'm gonna get up to the minute updates instead of I'm not on Twitter anymore, so I can't search yeah. on anything on Twitter. I'm not going to go to the CNN website and just refresh it when I have a television. I can turn it on. I literally planned a Twitch stream, Call of Duty, and even joked in our chat, maybe going to put a plug on that one. <laughs> not a time that I want to be an American soldier in a Middle Eastern country on any kind of thing. My and girlfriend I, my girlfriend came in from a happy hour that night and saw me playing Call of Duty and was like, oh, you're getting ready for the draft? Yeah. I literally played um, Halo Reach and tried to make a half-assed Space Force joke, but almost started crying. But the reason why I was able to stream was because I was watching CNN, and they started confirming a lot of the political things. 
And I had put together what everybody had already um, knows at this point, based on everything that CNN said, because CNN's intel was very clear that Iran tipped it off, and that it it was an empty attack. No American civilians were going to die because the American civilians were already told to leave. Basically, yeah, they, everybody knew they just hit empty buildings, and it was just a move to say, "Look, we have to do something," and. What I think you guys need to understand is I was teetering on the nice edge watching CNN with the president ready to address the nation. And what I'm expecting is the president's going to address the nation because he's angry. His bases have been attacked. He's going to go in front of the nation and say, we've been retaliated against. We're going to war with Iran. We're, We're sending in our troops that, you know, we will not take this lightly. And then I'm watching CNN and they're saying all these things that Iran has tipped this off, that shells have landed, missiles have landed near an airport base or, you know, of the, um, you know, of the main base. They didn't even explode. There are Iraqi casualties. We don't know if they're wounded or killed, but they were unfortunate. But even those CNN people were not even considering those people. And they were jumping between these random analysts. And it was, you know, CNN trying to be unbiased. So they would go to, here's a former, you know, White House Secretary of State. And he's saying, well, you know, if there's American blood, the decision window really gets narrowed down for Donald Trump. So that guy's saying, Donald Trump has no decision. If American has died, we're going to war. That's what that guy's saying. Then there's an old, like, general on, and he's going, and maybe he's like a under a democratic administration or something he's going actually i think this is a perfect time to say let's go back to the negotiating table we took out one of your people you have retaliated against us but you have not retaliated in a way that we feel that is you know proportionate and we just want to you know say we understand what you could have done and you didn't do and we understand that you showed restraint so maybe we can go talk then they had a crackpot guy on and he refers to fatima as the great devil Literally, Islamophobic on CNN is what I'm watching. He's saying all this bullshit about how, like, it's really hard and stuff. And then he brings up those same war games that say we would lose in every single scenario. And every single person is basically saying the same thing. Everybody is saying, we don't know what's true in terms of what's going to happen at the White House. But we pretty sure we know what's happening in Iran. And then they cut to somebody in Iran. It was their senior correspondent. He says, the Iranians have let me know through multiple channels that they do not want war. And the final word came down that the president wasn't speaking. I calmed down. I played some Halo Reach. I said Space Force for a second. And I just played Halo Reach. And two people tuned in. And that was fine. Because I was just kicking ass and grip ball like I always do. And that's just what I did. Um, but I was scared shitless. I was like, I even was like telling my friends, like, we're, we're going to die. And they're like, no, they're, they're not even a missile close to us. And even the people on there were like, oh, you guys are probably worried at home. Like, are you going to hit? No, they might do a cyber attack. And I was laughing that off at somebody else, but they're, that's literally all anything they would do here to us. Yeah. So when you talk about Iraq, if you have any kind of empathy, which a lot of people probably don't have empathy for Iraq's. People in Iraq, you know, from the early 2000s, but a lot of people do now. 
they are the battleground. They are the neighbors, you know, that are always in the way of America and Iran. And that was something that somebody highlighted that I'd never thought of before. And I was so scared shitless of what was going to happen to me knowing that I was fine. You know what a cyber attack does to me? It can cause some maybe financial damage, but, you know, Wawa had a breach. They're giving out free... Somebody said they're giving out free sizzlies on Twitter. So I think it was, like, Loke or something. He said, like, free sizzlies at the settlement. And you know what? Wawa handled that quickly, but then other shit came out Wawa that week. Like, Wawa was getting, like, fucking outed like somebody knew shit about wawa and was really trying to fuck them over i don't think anybody was even trying to like steal identities they're trying to fuck wawa um so sheets now i guess we're a sheets <laughs> podcast i'm not happy about it but if sheets wants to pay us i will if there was a sell out right away if there was a sheets i'd go there absolutely i'm still buying um get some cheese curds some mac and cheese bites or something still buying some great walgreens products they don't sell any food though anyway yeah, not really <laughs> um so yeah a lot a lot, a lot, a lot to deal with just on a job level I've had to deal with on a just existential, are we going to die? Are we going to kill a bunch of people who are innocent? And then finally I come to this point where I'm about to finally fall asleep. I've taken my anti-anxiety medicine and I say to myself, maybe there is hope. Maybe somebody got to Donald Trump. People are leaving the White House right now. Maybe somebody finally got to this man that I've labeled an egomaniac and said, you won. Look, you, you killed one of their top guys. You, you shed some of their most precious blood. And they sent blanks at you. You are the, this great hero. Look at you. You, you. you stopped all this terrorism. Great job. What did they stop? They stopped themselves from having those missiles anymore. You're great. You're the best. I'm so sure that's exactly what those people were doing in the White House that night. Yeah, I mean, to to people that like don't care, like that only watch CNN or whatever, um, or even Fox they, News. This, I mean, like yeah, or whatever you watch. It, it probably he comes out looking great because they killed Soleimani, who everyone. Um, was told he was bad, he was labeled least. a terrorist uh, because he was an enemy combatant, and apparently those guys are all terrorists now if they're from the Middle East. Yeah, which is really fucking stupid. Yes. Um, so he killed like the number one terrorist, and the only response was uh, bombing empty buildings and a cyber attack on like the National Library website or whatever. Yeah, which the fuck, fuck it was. the National Library? So, give me them aliens. So yeah, so to the majority of people, this comes out looking like a success. I yeah, even Ti was arguing with people on Instagram, but then him and Iranians were getting along. They were yeah. like, "We have no problem with you." Iranians came out, were like, "We we ate three people." It was like Pompeo, the other dude, and Trump. Yeah, we have no problem with American people. Iranians had no problem with us. I have no problems with Iranians. And Ti made a very good point, which. It's going to sound dramatic because it's a rapper and T.I. is not a good person. I'm not advocating for T.I. at all. Don't act like I am. But T.I. made a good point. He said, no Iranian ever called me the N-word. I got no problem with them. Like, it's a good point, though, of, like, what is anybody's problem with Iran? If you can't answer that question quickly, 
then you can't back starting off a war with them. There might be reasons why, yeah, you would need to go to war with another country. I agree that America should have entered World War II because what Germany was doing was something that we had a right to the world to step in as a superpower and say, hey, we need to stop people's deaths. Uh, Bobby's like, nah, let him, let him go. Uh, He's all in for the sovereignty of just like letting the eastern side of the... I'm kind of just like fine with not ever getting into any war. Uh, so. Different time though. <laughs> World War Two. I think we. I understand. Agree. We're glad that went the way it went. Bobby, yes, I understand what you're saying. I'm just not gonna. Okay, blanket. but I'm just saying. World War Three almost looked like it was about to start because you have to understand. Iran didn't come from a place of like, yeah, we can go to war with America in the way of like a nuclear war. They would be wiped out right away. All the war games said that the U.S. would lose in a long, drawn-out, on-the-ground type war. Yeah, so what Cody's referencing is the Millennium Challenge, which was a 2002 exercise where the U.S. said, we're going to do war games to see how a conflict with Iran would go. And basically the first guy that was running it from the Iran side, like, sank... He he did some like weird thing where he like sank a bunch of destroyers and they like wiped the U.S. out immediately. And the military was like, "No, um, <laughs> no, you can't do that." So we're gonna someone else start it over. <laughs> yeah. So and it, it kept going badly for the U.S. and the what eventually happened was they controlled every part of what Iran did and. Uh, the U.S. finally won, but it was like, oh, but, but if they just did the other things, then yeah, the things that they would do, then they would win. Bobby, what's so, your favorite part about playing chess? <laughs> uh, probably when I get to say "king me." Um, I love it when somebody tells me, "Hey, here's the move I'm gonna make, but also the move you should make, and the move I will make in response to that move." That's what I love. I yeah. love when every single party chess is set up for me to win immediately. No, I love but, it when I when someone says checkmate and I say no, nope, uh-uh, uh-uh. not allowed to do that. No. Back it up. You can't put that horse there. <laughs> what do you mean it runs in an L pattern? That doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. You came up with this dumb. So thing. like, I'm not dumb. This this chess metaphor that we're making here is not at all far off from yeah. what actually happened. <laughs> In this millennium Upsetting. <laughs> um, but the whole point being that, like, there's only two alternatives. The You have to understand, there's a mental health aspect of every single person in Iran, including top Iran officials, that there's a potential option where Trump just levels them. Just takes their entire country away. Now, there's other options, though, where... What they were saying was that made it so clear that this was such a, like a, like clear, you know, like publicity stunt, if you want to put it that way, was that the missiles were launched from Iran. The U.S. had so much time to figure it out and did nothing other than move their people. It was all tipped. But what you have to understand is Iran wasn't threatening the U.S. Who was Iran threatening, Bobby? The UAE, um, they were threatening Israel, I believe, Tel Aviv. Yeah, um, there was something with Israel they, as but well. They were, but I think they, Saudi Arabia 
Yeah, they were threatening major allies in the Middle East. And then they were basically just trying to hold our allies hostage. So that's why everybody was actually afraid of World War III, because that's the kind of shit that makes you pick sides when you're Iraq and you got American troops living in your home, but Iran is right next door. You're going to have to pick a fucking side in that war, no matter if you wanted to or not, because it might not be a draft in the U.S. of A., but there might be a fucking draft in Iraq. So yeah. we need to stop or whatever thinking, the equivalent would be. Yeah, we got to stop thinking, okay, we're fine. And I did that so much. And when I stepped back, I realized, yeah, we are fine, but we're not doing the right thing. And the funny thing is, I felt so much relief watching that big orange piece of shit on TV. Finally, just reading a prepared statement showing restraint I've never seen out of him ever. He became He's finally saying the right things, saying, Iran appears to be standing down. And when he said, I urge our other allies to step away from our Iran deal, I, you know what, <gasps> you know, like, oh no, he's going to say something else to me. He goes, so we can renegotiate. He's saying all the nice peacekeeper things to get reelected. And you the know deal what? that he backed out of. Yeah. He's that... saying all the right things. <laughs> so he looks like he's the major peacekeeper. He got to kill the guy. Nobody died on his side, and he's the great man who brings peace to the land. Yeah. I mean, his his big thing is to, like, do something bad and then fix it. He was trying to start a war. He failed, and it ended up working great for him. I, I know, wish I had this life. I don't know if he was trying to start a war. Either way, though. even I don't think he has, like, the patience or, like, the mental capacity to, like, plan that, I think. Whatever he was trying to do, it couldn't have worked better for him. So he either is as smart as all the MAGA people say, which would be upsetting to me, or he is no, the luckiest <laughs> dumb shit in the world, which I think is the much more likely option. That's what he is. <laughs> Based on everything, that's a terrible fumble in the Packers game. Good thing. Like, he's still alive matter. despite eating, like, Five Big Macs a day every day I, for 30 years. It doesn't years. make like, sense, but I guess your body just gets used to you just fucking abusing it. That's why I have not given up Red Bull and Pepsi. I'm just is, giving those vices everything they need. He's truly touched by the Lord. Yeah, but you know what? That's the thing, though. That is the thing that's actually made it really funny to me. Is like, As much as I like fight with like a lot of different like religious ideologies sometimes, especially the Planned Parenthood in Center City, that I've decided that I'm just going to... Instead of having those guys try to keep trying to get me to punch them so they can get police attention, I think I might have told the story in, to friends, but not necessarily in the show. One day I did get in a fight with one of the guys. I have gotten fights with them before, not physically, just, you know, talking, saying things like, you know, they'll have signs that say hundreds of babies killed in Center City every week, and I'll say things like, where at? You know, because they'll try to say, well, what's the plan barrel? And I'm like, well, this Planned Parenthood does not perform abortions. Yeah, we talked about that with that. Yeah, we've talked about this a lot. So I decided I'm just going to use all this remaining anger that I do have from 2019 that I really wanted to get rid of um, and just focus it specifically on these men protesting this one Planned Parenthood that performs no abortions. And um, one day I got in a very close altercation with a man um, because I was ready to sprint across the street to hit him until I realized what he was trying to do. He was wearing a hat that said security. There was only two other guys there and some signs. Only thing he could have been security of was the signs, I guess. Um, he was just trying to get me to hit him. 
And the reason he wants me to hit him is because he's not going to try to start a fight. It's because then he can get police attention and then it look, makes me look bad. I'm yeah. a radical liberal. You look like an Antifa thug. Yes. But what if I go up to him with, you know, things like my own signs. I could explain to him that if he really wants to get rid of Planned Parenthood, the best thing he'd do would be vote for Bernie Sanders, actually. Did you know that? Yeah. That would actually be a great option to get rid of Planned Parenthood. I would encourage anybody who hates Planned Parenthood to vote for Bernie Sanders. Um, because Planned Parenthood is a nonprofit. It's mostly um, funding and donor-based. I mean, they do some fundraising on their own, but, I mean, they mostly rely on the donations that, you know, individuals give as well as government funding, which, as you can probably guess, is very light these days. But they provide a number of healthcare services, not just abortions. Um, they provide not just STD testings as well. Some people think it's just anything that, you know, people having sex. It's a lot of healthcare, which we talked about with Aaron. We do not need to rehash that. If you're looking for more information on Planned Parenthood and why we believe it's great, highly suggest you go back and listen to the episode Neurotica Live for Liberty. Um, that's when we were at the National uh, Libertarian Museum, which was the weirdest thing in my life. I don't think we talked... Not- I don't think it was the live episode. I think it was the first time we had Oh, Aaron. yeah. It might have been the first time we had Aaron on, actually. But I, it, it's either way. Um, you should listen to both the episodes Aaron on because she was actually magnificent on both. I Correct. do not remember the episode, the first episode Aaron was on, um, but it had something to do with It was with, right when, when a the bunch of came out. Yeah, a lot of states in the South were pushing really yeah, draconian. So it probably mentioned some kind of like, um, you know, something to do with the body, abortion, laws like that. But the point being that just, like, there's a lot of misinformation, you know. Those guys say fake news, but what if I bring the fake news to them? What if I explain to them constantly that there's 70-year-old men who are standing out there every single day, but not the days that it's cold. God only rests on Sunday, but these guys seem to rest whenever it's convenient for them. And you're 70 years old, and yet you're trying to get a 20-year-old, 30-year-old to punch you in the face just to get a little bit of immediate attention? Man, that's some real cloud chasing. You want to get on Twitter and just yell at some porn stars that you like. Honestly, sir, I don't respect you. I don't respect what you do, and I don't really think you have anything to stand on. You have no facts. You have no reasoning. You stand here every single day. You preach about a god, but you yell at people who are penniless just looking for health care. You preach that you should love thy neighbor. You say babies are dying every day in the city of uh, Philadelphia. They're dying every single day in Center City. You have a sign that specifically says hundreds of babies are dying every single day in Center City. There is only one Planned Parenthood in Center City. So I don't know where you're referencing that plenty of babies are dying. I'm assuming you are specifically the man killing them. Your God is spiteful. Your God is vengeful. If your God only likes the unborn but does not care about those who are sick, the neighbors that do not have health care, and the people who are next to you every single day suffering, the people who need help, the people who are going into that Planned Parenthood because they are in the most pain of their life, just like Aaron had talked about, with experiences that she had that were not related to sex in any single way, and telling them that God hates them, when you have none of that information and you have no right and no single person other than God, and I believe maybe the Pope himself, can make the determination of who is going to hell. It is actually sacrilege, sacrilege against your own religion to make the determination that somebody is going to hell unless you are God or the Pope. So, these men are not within their own religion. I could keep going within ways they've broken their own religion if you I can't tell if you're... If this is you saying this to the guys. Oh, uh, yes, I I feel like you're jumping in and out of... I'm going to keep going to them. I'm going to stop now because I think you've gotten the point. They are going to have this until they get really, really pissed off. I'm going to have my own signs. 
I'm going to be wearing my own stupid little shirts. This is just going to be an all-day activity for me. But I'm also going to wait till it gets warm. I do not like the cold. <laughs> uh, it's, it's... You're it's in the right, right now. now. It's been 65 the last two days, which is yeah, really, but it's just uh, so nice sick out. Sick and cool and normal for January. It's just so nice out. Who has time to stop and get an abortion? Which are also great if Planned Parenthood gets closed down because of Medicare for all. That will be happy for me only in the way that there will be opportunities for people to get um, health care in the way they deserve and need. But abortions are still important medical needed procedures. We like abortions on Neurotica. Bobby, how you feel about abortions? He's putting up the, the double thumbs up and even the, the yeah. surfer's wave. Two, Bob, two Bobby's shakas. a big abortion guy over here. Two, two shakas up. Two shakas up. Anyway, we are our pro-choice. We want to make that clear. But it's just so funny like how often we've been yelled fake news, but it stopped getting funny when we couldn't fight back in any way. And you know what? I'm just, I'm done. I'll yell fake news and then give them the facts, but if they're going to just sit there, one day the guy was waving at me wearing a hat that said security and saying horrible things like I'm going to hell and God hates me and just waving at me. That's all true. You know, trying to get me to punch him in the face. I know it's all true, but then I realized his plan. You know what? I'll tell him about my God. His name is uh, Jerk McGurk, uh, Old Dirty, uh, a.k.a. Old Dirty Bastard. Um, El Rippo to him. He's a real one. The freaking flying spaghetti monster. The flying spaghetti monster. Whatever God I need to... So epic. Whatever God I need to come up with for whatever day I'm walking by, I just need to point out to these dipshits that everything they do is wrong. So you know what? 2020, the most positive decade of my life. This isn't going well. Anything else, Bobby? Well, I was going to say, I don't think that those dipshits are ever going to get mad at you. No, and either way, though, I, even if I'm yelling into the void again, again, at least it's a void worth yelling into, because yeah. they're yelling at a void of a Planned Parenthood. Like, the Planned Parenthood is in the void. The sidewalk that they yell on is the void, because the things they are saying is just wrong and lies, and obviously there's people that protect them, and obviously sometimes... You know, they get a little bit more attention. There actually was a uh, episode of um, Alex Jones's show, Infowars, filmed there with um, Katie pooped in her own pants, Maddox, but they really weren't pants. She was wearing some kind of dress. Um, hit up our friend Justin. If you'd like to see the picture, he will uh, happily send it to you um, or just post it when you don't want to see it. Um, <laughs> he will admit that too. Uh, I don't think that's cancelable, but you know what? I really don't want to see the shit, so Justin, you're cancelled, sis. I never want to hear the word cancelled again. Honestly. Yeah, neither do I. We've I'll... talked so many times about how no one's ever cancelled. Yeah, you know no what? No one gives a shit about anything yeah. after like a week and a half. Yeah. I, I just want to make this one point, and it's people are going to think it's connected to something, and it's definitely not connected to anything you're thinking. I'm just making this point. I've done things and said things in the past that I'm very proud of. Anyway, um, no, I'm, that's not what I meant to say. What I'm saying is that I've fought for things that didn't matter as much as my reaction was. My reaction to things was not in line with the things that were happening, which is actually a line from Career Suicide, which is actually a line from the therapist of Chris Gethard, who wrote Career Suicide who I might be paraphrasing, but it is your reaction to things is not in line with the things you are reacting to, which is a problem that I had in myself. But 
there are some times when things are happening that do need to stop. And there are times when there is a time place to say, hey, this is the thing and this is what needs to stop. And it's hard sometimes because I've experienced some level of trying to be that hero guy in situations where I didn't need to be a hero and getting backlash on things that I didn't need to get backlash on and being the bad guy on things that just, I, I, there wasn't a need for a bad guy, but I've also been the bad guy in situations where I thought I was the good guy and somebody else is the bad guy and only history will tell if, you know, the point I want to make though is I'm trying to stop now in 2020 and ask myself everything I do. And I know I will fail because I'm human and I can learn from that, but I really want to ask myself, and this is kind of, you know, naturally a closer to the episode, but I ask myself when I do this thing, send this text, you know, make this Facebook status, post this Instagram. You know, if I do get back on Twitter, even post a tweet. If I do get back on Snapchat, send a Snapchat. If I do this thing, what do I expect to happen? What do I want to happen? Will I be happy with the reaction that happens? And really, it was just a lot of things that kind of opened my eyes, you know, my psych talking about you know, shame being a, a big motivator for a lot of suicide. So even someone doing something wrong, if you bring shame in the wrong way, but that doesn't mean you step down when somebody does something truly egregious that you need to stop either. So it is gray area. It, it, it's scary. We're in a time of the world where a lot of us are trying to understand, are we doing something wrong? And This is also just, tough because we're talking in very vague terms about actual specific things, but yeah, we're not going to get into the specific but details. But even not in the those already vague happened. things, though, I think anybody can relate, though. There are a lot of situations where you say something and somebody says, I don't like that word, and you go, that word? And that happened recently to me with just sucks. Like a word that I would think, that's that's just a word I've said since I'm like five. It was on The Simpsons. It's not a bad word. And somebody said to me, hey, man, that's not cool because sucks associated with sucking dick. And, you know, some people like sucking dick. So I just started saying sucking shit. And I think a lot of people agree sucking shit would suck. But if somebody says to me, you know what, my favorite thing is sucking Suck, shit. Sucking I'm going to say that person's shit. weird. But if uh, thousands of people say we're the sucking shit community, I'm going to go... That's still kind of weird, man. I really don't agree with that, and I'm not going to abide by your rules, because that's just something I will not ever be cool with. Stop sucking shit. Fair Anywho, enough. Anything else, Bobby? Um, Bobby, I think this is a, a good time to transition to plugs, but I'm going to plug something specific that we might do right now. Maybe we won't. It really depends, because we're watching a little bit of football and want to watch some Mike Bloomberg commercials we forgot to point out. Um, but... Neurotica um, is its own standalone thing, and my Twitch is its own standalone thing, but we thought we'd do a little fun crossover. Bobby, why don't you tell everybody uh, where they can find you in a little bit of part of my life now, all of a sudden? Uh, at Coderan on Twitch, I'm assuming? Well, not just at Coderan on Twitch. We will, on nights that we record, oh, if yes. time permits, we're going to attempt to um, actually do a Neurotica-based Twitch, which will include me and Bobby, and if they are interested, any guests that we have. And um, we'll try to learn more about Twitch to see if we can kind of integrate more, you know, of us on the screen in different ways. 
But the main, you know, will be through my channel at the start. If it becomes its own thing, cool, we'll create a new channel. But Neurotica is going to kind of come to Twitch as well, just as a, it will be video games. So don't expect a lot of heavy mental health stuff, but just me, Bobby, and maybe the guests that we have come on that we'll be really excited about, you know, in a different way as a friend to have them just in a different, more laid back area, you know, a way to get to know that person that you listen to those episodes of in a different way. Or kind of even just a preview of them as a person before you actually get to know their story the next day, like, or a couple days later, depending on, obviously, when we record. It's just an opportunity for us to do some more fun things and kind of a little bit motivator for Bobby to say, God damn it, Cody, do your Twitch. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry, I, I forgot that we were doing that. <laughs> no, I was like, that was a really cool idea. I said it, he was just like, nope, don't, don't want to plug your Twitch for it. I was like, you asshole. Like, I, that's not what I'm talking about. I completely forgot. Yeah, you asshole. <laughs> No, but we will watch probably football tonight, not to tonight. We'll probably kick it off next week as, you know, the official potential start. We're not going to do this one as officially. It's not going to be like, okay, just because there's a weekly show, we're going to do the Twitch every week as an erotica one. You can always see me on Twitch a little bit more frequently, probably like 0.2 more times a week. Um, hopefully that jumps up to three to four more <laughs> times a week or something. But Let's hope. Um, you know... Basically, the point is that it's just a little bit different way to interact with us. And if you don't like Twitch and you don't like watching video games, just ignore the links. It doesn't matter. But, um, you know, it's just a way for us to expand into a new world. And we're kind of excited about it. And even though Bobby forgot about it completely, he seemed to like the idea when I presented it the first time. How do you yeah. feel about it now, Bobby? Now I, I, still, I, I still love the idea. I just okay. <laughs> completely forgot. Anything else going on in your life, Bobby? Anything you invited me to that I forgot? Uh, no, I don't think so. Great. I seem to remember all the friendship. No, okay. um, my memory's shot usually too. So I, I think one time I pitched an episode to Bobby. That is definitely still gonna happen. But I pitched it to him while he was so drunk that I was like, I don't I have no clue why I even said it to him <laughs> at this juncture. I will have to say all of these things again. It's true. Yeah, great. So uh, other than that, you want to plug just yourself? I'm not on Twitter anymore. I can't plug that. I'm on Instagram a little bit more now. I'm on Code Ramrod. I'm public. You can come see me there. I guess. No, nothing. I got nothing. To... You got nothing. <laughs> Bobby's got nothing. <laughs> Great. Now, we're really excited for the new year. We actually do have a lot planned. I know this episode, we wanted to be a little bit more laid back because it's just our first one back. The holidays were a little bit tougher on us than we expected. Me, a little bit more mental, personally stuff. Bobby, also, you got into a bit of a fender bender. Which, thank God, you got a job in Center City, because, uh... Yes, I'd be fucked. You'd absolutely be fucked. So, that's what new in Bobby's life, that he had the most convenient time to have a fender bender. Well, not the most convenient. Like, slightly less than the most convenient time to have a fender bender. The, like, two, the two times that really bad <laughs> things have happened and worked out perfectly were... I totaled my car while my dad was about to have his knee replaced and wouldn't need his car for a couple weeks, and then immediately would start working in center city and also after 9-11 i went to disney a month later and there were no lines that's pretty cool it was awesome i think it's also um yeah i think i think that's a you know kind of silver lining playbook right there that sometimes when god uh crashes your car he doesn't exist anyway um i'm really looking forward to this new year uh mayor pete looks like the grinch um specifically the new animated one um i hate him so much uh i don't know why that politics episode, you could already listen to that and tell, but I just hate this man so much that I will be si putting signs around Philadelphia that says vote Mayor Pete with pictures of Beto O'Rourke. Yeah. I don't know why I'm telling you that now, but thanks for listening, Erotica. 
Hope that you will be here with us in 2020, enjoying a lot of new episodes as we do a lot more new and exciting things, and hopefully bring you a lot more content, new personalities, new stories, new perspectives, and just a new way to think about mental health. Thanks for joining in. We always Bye. go so long on plugs. Yeah, I know, because Our I really plugs care. are always five minutes long. Yeah. <laughs> you know what else always happens at the end?